live from the virtual summit, the core presents sales training bootcamp with Bill Puma and Robin Lavasser. Today's topic: generating 100 leads per month with 25 closings. Part one. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to learn from Phil Puma, who's the best realtor at working his database and VIPs. So you lenders will learn what he does and do it, and you will teach your realtors what Phil does. Phil was a $10 million realtor working 80 hours a week with the Internet. Now Phil is a $105 million realtor working 45 hours a week, and he has a great business. So I'm going to bring up my local friend and one of my coaches, the man, the myth, the legend, Phil Puma. Hello, hello, everyone. So um, I was thinking back about five years ago, the first time I was on the main stage, I was able to see all of you guys. The good part about that, I was scared as could be, but Rick Ruby was way, way, way in the back. The unfortunate part is he's standing right here now, so I think I have a little more fear. But so I'm going to need a bunch of thumbs up this entire time. All right, you guys taking care of me with good feedback. But we're going to get through this. So, um, so we're going to talk about leads. But the first thing I want to talk about is my story just a little bit. When I first started out, I mean, the fortunate, the good, good thing that for me is that I have Rick around the corner, so I was able to jump really quickly um, in my business. But if I look back seven years ago when I met Rick, I wish I would have met him even sooner. So my business was internet-based. I was spending about five thousand or fifteen thousand dollars a month in Zillow alone. I was chasing internet leads like crazy, just trying to convert these leads. And all of you know. Converting internet leads is tough. I was running all over the place. Rick's like, you're driving way too far chasing these internet leads. It was, my life was not fun. It was not fun. I was working 80 plus hours a week chasing these internet leads. At that time, I was doing 10 million in business. At that point, I mean, I didn't think you could do any more because there was no more hours in the day. But really what I realized is that I was chasing these internet leads I just assumed my clients would come back to me. I took great care of them. Why wouldn't they come back to me? I didn't need to call them. I wanted to call these Internet leads because, you know, they just came online and said they need to buy or sell a house. So they're ready today. I'm not going to call my clients because they're going to call me back because I took great care of them. But what I noticed is I'm driving around showing houses. I see other realtors' signs in their yards. Raise your hand if you've had that happen. I've had it happen to me, so I know your realtor's out there. Yep, I see some hands. It's happened to you too. So what I noticed is that I, you cannot take your clients for granted. I was so busy chasing these leads, I couldn't even call previous clients back. I couldn't even call them back. And Rick remembers those days. He still says I don't call back, but I do call back now. So I have changed. So I have changed my business. And you can see from my numbers, if you have your little leads book and turn to page three, I did $60 million in business from my database because I changed the way I handle my business. Totally changed. And I'm going to go over the changes and what I've done. Today, this last year, I did $114 million in total business. So I went from $10 million to $114 million in seven years. And this is a big pillar of my business is my database and my VIPs. And I'm going to tell you what I do. So that you can do that. That's 60 million in business. This could change your life if you just do a few of these tactics that I'm going to teach you today. It's going to be night and day. So now I work 50 hours, but 45 to 50 hours. Business is totally different. So much more fun 
dealing with previous clients and VIPs that you like to hang out with, they like to hang out with you. It's just such so much more fun business. I spend zero in Zillow advertising today, zero. So Rick talked about cost to acquire a little bit earlier. It's more fun, and the cost to acquire with previous clients is so much lower, so much lower. So that's where we need to focus on. Um, but it's changed my business, so I'm hoping this is going to change your business too by just focusing on your database and VIPs. So to start out, you need a list. Rick just talked a little bit about lists. So we need a VIP list, and we need our previous client list. So for me, I tell my clients all the time, uh, my students, you need to get involved in your community. You have to get involved in your community. For me, I'm involved in Rotary. I'm involved in the Chamber of Commerce. I coach a ton of youth sports. Um, I'm in a big workout group that's here locally. It's actually national. Um, I get involved. I, I talk to a lot of builders locally. All right? I go to a lot of their meetings. I talk to a lot of business people. So you have to get involved. Um, I'm almost involved too much because Rick hates hanging out with me because everywhere we go, everywhere we go, I know everybody. All right, But you have to be that person in your community. If you want to make a difference, but that's where you're going to get your list of VIPs. All right? Is that's the people you're going to get your list of VIPs. So you need to just start with at least 50. All right, Rick talked about 100, and we're going to get that. I have a little over 100 on my VIP list. Your favorite previous clients, you need at least 100 favorite previous clients. Again, start with 50, get that list to 100. All right, I have another about, about five or 600 clients that I also keep in touch with previous clients. So you have to have your list. If you don't have the list, you're not going to know who to call, who to send videos to, who to send mailings to who to do anything with, all right? So you need the list. List is the first thing, all right? You need to have all the data. He talked about data. We have to have their correct phone numbers, their correct email, their correct mailing address. So you need all that. This is a great time. This is a great time for us to make sure that our database is tight. We need our database super tight. We have a little extra time nowadays. That's what we're focusing on. I have my students focusing on it. I have my team focusing on it. I'm tightening up my database. So you need to be doing the same thing. Um, so the first thing, once we have the list, we need to make our phone calls. We have the theme days. Rick talked about the theme days, too. So on Mondays, realtors are going to call their VIPs. On Fridays, lenders are going to call their VIPs. All right. On Thursdays, we are all going to call our previous client database. We have to make the calls. The way you're going to make the calls, you have to have the list printed and on your desk and ready for you. Most of us have teams. Your team has to have that list ready, all right? It needs to be there and on your desk. If you're like me sometimes, I'm sure you just pick the fun names and the cool names that you want to talk to, and they'll be super easy. You need to call the list from top to bottom. I see a bunch of people smiling, so I know you guys are doing it because I do it. So if I do it, you're probably doing it. Call it from top to bottom and get it done. Get it done, all right? It has to be done. All right, check off the list and it needs to be done. But if it's not printed, if you're going to have to search around, if you have to print your own list, it will not happen. It will not happen. All right, so you have to have it printed and ready to go both of those days. All right, give it back to your assistant. Let them know it's done. If your list isn't printed, you're not going to make the phone calls. Right now, it's been super easy for me to make all those phone calls because us as realtors, 
We're always running from a listing appointment to a showing. We're trying to make phone calls in the car. Um, with, with our isolation marketing, us being home and not having all those distractions, having the team not distract us, having no other distractions, I'm making my phone calls. I know you guys are. But we need to take what we're doing now and make sure we have no distractions. What, I, what you have to treat your call time is, if you're in the listing appointment, there's nobody distracting you, correct? Raise your hand if your team is not calling you when you're in a listing appointment, right? No one, no one is distracting you. You need to treat your calls the same way, all right? When you're on your core coaching calls, does anyone distract you? Does anyone distract you? No. Treat it as if you're a core coaching call. You have to make your calls, and they have to be just as important as those two things. There's a listing appointment and your core coaching call. If you do that, you'll get your calls done, all right? So you need to make sure that they're a priority. There's no distraction from your team, and you just need to get them done. One other thing I'm doing to make sure that I'm making my phone calls you need to have two times during the week where you can make your makeup calls. You need 30 minutes twice a week because there's going to be days we have three, four listing appointments on one day. We're probably not going to make all of our calls that next day. For us as coaches, we coach on Thursdays. It's tough to make our database calls, so I have some makeup time on Friday. That's when I make those calls. You have to make your calls, treat them as gold, and get them done. So calls are super important. Make sure they're done. What I've noticed here recently, when I'm calling my clients during this time, they're loving that we're reaching out. This is the time when we have to reach out to them, and I'm realizing how impactful and how appreciative are they're making. we're calling them and reaching out to them. So make sure you're making those phone calls. When I make my phone calls, I'm not nearly as scripted as I need to be, all right? Rick calls me the charmer, and I fly by to the seat of my pants, but I make my phone calls. So, you should be scripted, but if not, you need to be charming. Either way, you make your calls. If you can be charming and you're scripted, you're going to crush it and do even more than I do. I'm always working on scripts, um, but I use Ford. Family, occupation, recreation, and dreams when I'm reaching out to somebody, whether that is a VIP or whether that is a previous client. So, you obviously have to make the phone calls. If you don't make the phone calls, it's not going to happen. You make the phone calls, even if you suck as a salesperson, you're not charming and don't have a script, you will still do some business. So make the phone calls, pick up the phone, don't be distracted. The next thing I'm going to move on to is events. And if you know me, I love events. I love hanging out, having fun, having a few drinks, having food. That is me. So what's more fun than doing something you really enjoy with people you enjoy, your great clients, and your database, your VIPs, have fun and business will come out of it. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer, all right? You should be doing events. The first event we're going to talk about is happy hours. Everyone should be having a monthly happy hour. Monthly happy hour. Again, you have to have the list to know who to invite. The way I do my invitations, I send an email out. We send a follow-up video email. And when I'm making my theme day calls, I'm reminding them all of our upcoming events. So make sure you're calling them, all right? So that's how I do my invitations. I do it at various different bars and restaurants. Um, I know so many business owners and bar owners that I like to go ahead and spread it around and change it up. I know, um, obviously, a lot of people like to have it same place, same time, every month. I do a little changing of it up. Um, with my list and who I invite, I know a lot of realtors 
will invite just their VIPs. I like to do things a little bit bigger. I know a little bit bigger than Rick wants me to do it. Um, I have my VIPs, and I, and I also include my previous favorite clients. So my happy hours are a little bit bigger than most, but that's the way I like to do things. I go wider, not deeper. I need to work on getting even deeper, but I just have so many relationships, but i got to get deeper with those relationships. But that's what I do. I like my business people to be able to network with my clients. To me, it's doing them, um, those business owners, doing them really good. They're, they're looking for help. They're looking for help, and if you can help them with, with bridging that gap and introducing them to your clients at a happy hour, a really social, fun event, that's what I do. I like all of them being together, networking. I love to network. I love when people, and putting people together and networking them, so my happy hour is a little bit bigger. At your happy hour, two drink tickets, no more, for two reasons. You don't want anyone getting drunk, and you don't want to spend a whole lot of money. So two drink tickets. We have light appetizers. At the door, when they come in, they get the two tickets. I have a sign-in. They need to put their name, all their updated information. We might not have the most updated information. They might have changed jobs. They might have changed their cell phone number. I have that on there. The other most important thing I have on there, at the bottom, we need your help. I ask for a referral. They have a spot they can write the referral in. All right, now I have this list. I'm getting some referrals. I have their updated information, and then I remember who was there. Sometimes when we have bigger events. You're not going to remember everyone, so we had that sign-in. We do a raffle so that, obviously, at the end of this, we find out who wins the raffle, and we give away a little bit of money, um, to the, usually to the same bar and restaurant that we're having it at. Next, I'm going to talk about um, my big events. I love our big, big annual client appreciation events. The reason why I love those is because it includes the entire family, not just the adults. The kids can come. Um, if you turn over to uh, one of my pages here, I have the flyer to one of the um, our big, big events, which is our fall festival. It's on page 7 in that Leeds book. Page 7. This is my... Outmost, most fun event that we do. So we rent out this whole big farm area. Um, we have a live music, live band. We have beer vendors. We have food. We have bouncy houses. We have games. It's unbelievable the amount of people that come. It's just a great event, great day. You have to have some client events that include the kids and big fun events like this. And business will come out of it. We do the same thing with the invites with an email, with a video. Um, and then the only difference we do on these bigger events, I use slide broadcast because we can't call that many people. So I use slide broadcast to make sure we call everyone. All of these events you're doing, follow-up is key too. On my smaller events, I pick up the phone and call them. Bigger events, I send out a video. I send out a video. Some other events that I have, um, flyers in there too that we do. I do a Santa and a movie event. I rent out the entire theater. There's four different theaters in there. We do Santa and a movie. So I have different age group movies in each of the theaters. So, you know, the little, the little kids can enjoy some movies and they can bring their teenagers and enjoy some movies. Santa's going to be there so they don't have to wait in the long lines at the mall. They can come in and obviously Santa, they can take their pictures. We take the pictures. We email it back out to them. Um, we do this event. Um, and tie it into one of the local charities. So it's great to do charity work too. Um, we, we obviously, they bring gifts, charity gifts that we're given 
to underprivileged kids during that Christmas time. So it's always good to join with some charities at your events, too. Um, we also do an Easter egg hunt. Easter egg hunt, we rent a whole pavilion out by the lake. It's great for pictures. Easter Bunny is there. We have a balloon artist, crafts for the kids. We have some light observes and snacks. It's just a great event. Again, family. We do a pumpkin patch. There's so many different ideas. You just need to have your ideas that work for you and in your market and do them. So events are huge. Other events I do are leveraged events. I know as lenders, you guys do a lot of leveraged events with realtors. I do them with builders and business people. All right. To me, it's there. We're teaching the core stuff. I know Rick talked about it before he introduced me on the stage. Is This is the stuff that you guys can teach realtors. A lot of the core stuff we can teach other business owners. We can teach builders. So I go into the builders' events, sales meetings, and I go in and teach the core stuff to them. All right? You're giving them value that you can earn some business, which is huge. I also do some exclusive events for my builders. I'll have specific happy hours just for them. Um, the biggest difference there is I will make calls to invite them exclusively. We also do a nice little exclusive mailing. So I will do exclusive events for my builders. Those are super important to me. I generate a lot of builder business, so I want to make sure we're taking care of them. So that's events. So we got calls, we got events. The other thing we're going to focus on is gifting. We need to make sure that we're gifting, okay? I'm going to focus on my birthday gifting program. We have a super tight birthday gifting program, all right? We include our VIPs in our database. At the beginning of every month, I have all the birthdays on my desk, and I will check if we're doing a card, if we're doing a cookie, if we're doing a personalized gift, all right? I just check the boxes, give it back to my team. They take care of all of that. I do handwrite the cards. They'll have the cards on my desk. The call goes on my call list the day their birthday's at. I make every birthday call, every birthday call. Birthday calls, anniversary calls are both on my calendar, all right? I call so many people, and it's so funny the comments that I'll get. I have one guy, I call him every every year, every year, and he's like, you call me even before my mom calls me, all right? And he's just so thankful and grateful that I paid. He's like, I don't know how you have the system, and you can call all these people. You just have to do it. You have to make those birthday calls. They're super impactful. Um, anniversary calls is the other thing that I make. Both of those are on my calendar. The team sets me up for success so that I can make those calls. On the anniversary call, they tell me the client's name, what year they've been in the home, because we're not going to remember all that. They need to set you up with the information so that you can just go ahead and make that phone call. All right, another time, you're touching them with some gifts and a phone call. Um, I do a lot of cheesy gifts, too. There's some examples in the book also. So cheesy gifts, I do drive-bys, and I drop off my cheesy gifts. Again, my team has me set up with a list of who I'm going to visit. It's in my calendar. It's mapped out, usually around other listing appointments and where I'm going. So it's set. I just go drop off the gift. They even have a list of the recent referrals that source has sent me, so I know I can touch base with them and give them the status on that referral. So cheesy gift, drop-offs, you need to do it to your business owners. I do it to my builders. You have to do it. Get it in your schedule. We usually do that on Friday, but I feather them in through the week, depending on what area of town I'm in for listing appointments. So drop off your gifts, VIP gifts, super important. The other thing we're going to do um, with our database, I'm going to touch base briefly on this, um, are some mailings and videos. Letter of the heart. 
super impactful. This was the hardest thing for me to do, is to sit down and write a letter about me. We need to be super personal. They want to see who we are. All right. There's an example of my letter in there, too, that talks about um, my daughter's back surgery that she went through. I get more feedback on my letter of the hearts than anything else I do. So if you're not doing it, I fought it for the longest time. I get more feedback. My recent one was about this pandemic and how we're dealing with it and fun stuff we're doing at home. Great time for you to start your first letter of the heart. Talk about this pandemic. Talk about what's going on. I know you don't want to do it. I know a lot of you are fighting it and a lot of you aren't doing it. Just do it. It will pay off. It is unbelievable the feedback, the calls, the emails, the texts that I get on my letter of the heart. Evidence of success. You always got to tell people how good we are, but the letter of the heart, I think, is more important. So you see an example of my evidence of success in there, too, of how we closed $114 million last year. Um, it also talks, uh, other ones that I do is, hey, we sold this house in three days. We sold this one over price. So those are super important evidence of success. Videos, we've talked about videos. It's super easy, super cheap, cost you nothing. We need to send videos about our business, but also just about nothing else there, just fun videos. We do a lot of contests on videos. I usually do a March Madness contest. I couldn't do that this year. So what we did was we did a before and after contest. People had to pick, put their pictures before they bought the house and then the after the renovation, and we put out a uh, award. Whoever won it, we donate some money to their business of their choice, their restaurant or whatever they want. Local business wanted to give some money back to local businesses also. So there's so much you can do to your database, and it's so fun. Like, that's the part that I love. These people that like us, enjoy us, will do business with us, and will refer us out. Those are the people we need to keep in touch with. So in summary, make sure you have your list together. Focus on your database. Make your phone calls. Um, have some events. Do gifts, letter of the heart, EOS, and videos. You do that, you can do 60 million more in business just like that. Just get it done. All right. Um, next up, next up to the stage. All right. I. It's going to be a lender, right? So as realtors, she's going to talk about her realtor relationships. You can focus on your business relationships. Don't take it as she's talking about realtor relationships. I'm going to stop listening. Just focus on what she's talking about, and you can work that into your business relationships. So she is a great mom. I think she has a, a dozen kids. I don't know. Every time she comes up to the stage, Rick just keeps on adding the amount of kids that she has. So she really takes care of her home life and kids. Unbelievable, unbelievable lender. What she focuses on and she's unbelievable at is realtor relationships. I know that firsthand because one of my students, Tim Duncan, is one of her realtors. She takes great care of him, great care of his clients. Welcome to the stage, Robin Lavasser. Today, um, man, do I wish we were live and in person, but this is the next best thing. And I'm so proud of all of you showing up huge. The numbers on this thing, unbelievable. I watched a little mini like real estate seminar that somebody tried to do on Facebook and it does not hold a candle to what coordination does. So um, just so good to see all of your faces, the ones I can see. Um, and let's jump in. Let's jump into a little bit. Yes, Phil, Phil just gave some just 
awesome tactics and provided those to you guys. What he said about realtors, I was like, ma, realtors are going to check out during this um, for me. And, and what I want you guys to think about is this is how you add to what Phil just said with your own VIP list. And so I'll give you some things in there while we really talk to the lenders about how to chase realtors. I think about my business prior to the core. Uh, best year ever, 52 units before even dabbling in coaching, drowning in debt, $60,000 in debt, owed the IRS, tons of medical bills from, I have triplets, so for those that don't know, I've got a pile of five kids and braces and all the things that we went through, just drowning in the debt from all of that. Really, I could say it was because of the kids. That's an excuse. What it really was, was poor business and money management. That's the truth. It was poor business and money management. And if I really think about it, I think about the fact that it was really me being unintentional in how I behaved on a daily basis. Because let's face it, our business gives us all the freedom to be uber successful or have a million excuses every single day. And so how do we choose? How do we choose to do the best activities with intentional results and then blow up beyond our wildest dreams. And that's that's kind of what I'm going to tell you about my journey. So you think about 52, seven years, fast forward to applying some coaching and all of those things. And last year we did 441 transactions and 122 million. Uh, you know, obviously refis are in the game, but we're, you know, we're our team is trying to set a record at doing 70 plus units this month. We 88 are on the books, so we're being conservative. We really want to blow up. Um, and, and what I will tell you is that the realtor relationships, we've had to go back a little bit and get people out of fear with COVID and, and sell at a higher level than we've ever done before. And so I'm going to walk you through pre-COVID, and I'm going to give you some little pieces to it that is the isolation marketing piece. So let's talk about the listing agent. And so I want to preface this with saying that if you do not have 10 contracts, Every single month, if you don't have 10 contracts every single month, you've got to continue other realtor activities. And when I say that, I mean open houses every single weekend. You've got to go to at least four in order to get your business to a place where you have 10 real estate contracts. If you don't have those, you don't have enough to prospect from. Okay, so go get those. Make sure you have the 10 contracts. As you get the contracts in, it's all of a sudden the easiest laid out forced an intentional marketing plan you've ever seen in your life. And that's what we're going to go through. It's what changed my entire business. I got a little bit smart and thought, gosh, Rick's telling us to do all this stuff. I'm just going to start with Tuesday updates. And ironically, I think I picked the best gold mine of everything that we can do as lenders. And that is the Tuesday update without fail 100% of the time. So what we're going to do is we're going to take in a contract, right? And, and let me, let me stop for a second and talk about the word prospect. So this is prospecting without worrying about a cold call, right? So we all kind of avoid the prospect. If you look up, I was looking up, getting ready for this, I was looking up the word prospect, and it means the possibility or likelihood of some future event. Okay, so I think about that future event, I think that's you and me, Mr. and Mrs. Realtor, becoming besties. That's what that future event is. Prior to that, prospects plural, which I love even more, and Rick will love this, chances or opportunities for success or wealth. So think about that. If your life was full of great relationships with people, you would have a tremendous amount of 
we'll say financial success, but in addition to that, just life success, right? A tremendous amount of wealth as a result of that. And so we're going to talk about, to begin with, the prospecting. So prospecting, right away we get a contract, and here we are. We are calling the listing agent. I'll be honest, people always come up to us and ask us questions like, do you call them right when you get the contract? How do you call them? Does the team tell you to call them? How does it all happen? We know when a new contract is added to the pipeline, I do a quick review, and then we reach out to the listing agent. If it's a Monday or a Friday, I likely wait for my first Tuesday update to do it, just to give you a little piece of it, right? But we're getting that listing agent on the phone. Now, here's... I've talked about this before, but I know that we're all still guilty of it. We give away the farm. When we don't talk to the listing agent, we call and we leave the, I'm going to let you off the hook from ever having to call me back voicemail. Hey, it's Robin over at Summit Funding. Wanted to call you about 123 Main Street. I'm the lender. I'm going to take great care of you. I'm going to give you a Tuesday update every Tuesday, so on and so forth. And we give away everything on one voicemail. And we essentially say, I've just ran my mouth so much that you don't have to call me back. You're welcome. And then we wonder why listing agents don't call us back. So what we need to do is add the mystery. And the mystery looks like this. Ring, ring. Voicemail. Hey, it's Robin over at Summit Funding. I need to talk to you about 123 Main Street. Give me a call back. Click. The choice of getting somebody to call you back is actually yours, not theirs. And what we think is that it's theirs, and we kind of leave it, well, they didn't call me back. No, you didn't give them enough of a reason to call you back. That's the truth. And so you have to pause and say, do I want that person to really engage with me? And if so, how? How do I get them there? And so the mystery voicemail, if they don't call you back, you're going to mystery text. Hey, still need to talk to you about 123 Main Street. Please call me. Okay, so once they're calling you, what you're going to do is you're going to actually have done some research. I want you to do the research on the listing agent itself. This takes minutes, you guys. You can even have your team technically do that. So you're going to pull up their information, their bio. It always says things like they like Oregon Duck football or they like to hike or they they enjoy the arts and the symphony or whatever is going on in their life. In their bios, they always spill it. So if you go to their real estate page, you can find it. You see a picture of them. Then I go to their listing, the actual house that we're dealing with. And that way when they call me back, I'm armed with two pieces already of information in order to engage at a deep level quickly. So the agent calls me back. We discuss a little bit. They might say, hey, what's going on 123 Main Street? And I'll go, oh, my gosh, I am so glad you called me back. I've never had the chance to speak to you before. Maybe I have, right? We're going to go through some things. And I always ask about the house. Hey, tell me about this listing. Where'd you get it? Where'd you get it? Easy, easy thing. Are you farming? Is it past client? Is it referral based? The moment an agent can talk about their business, you guys, they're going to talk. I promise. And if you ask questions about what you just asked them instead of diverting, right? I, I took a class earlier this year on diverting conversation. And what that looks like is you ask them a question and you go, hey, where'd you get that listing? And they say, oh, I, I farmed to that neighborhood. Awesome. So, you do anything else for fun? Bad tactic. Terrible tactic, right? Instead, oh, you just mentioned farming. Interesting. I love that you farm. How often do you farm? Now we're going deeper, right? So we're going to go two questions deeper without diverting the quest, the, the 
conversation or pulling it back to yourself, right? Oh, I farm too. That's stealing it back, right? Like, oh, I, you live in Hawaii? I live in Hawaii. It's like stealing the frame. So don't do that. Make sure that you are absolutely just edifying them, talking about them. And then as they're talking, this magic little thing happens where you get to close with, hey, at the end of this, I'd love to meet you for coffee or lunch. Could we do that? I will tell you two out of three say yes 100% of the time, first call. And we went through this phase with, I went through it as well, where I was like, I have to earn it. I have to wait till it's the perfect transaction at the very end to earn it. And then I was like, Robin, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why would we wait to edify up front, to start a relationship day one, to plant seeds day one, and then to say at the end. Now, if they're really in, I might say, or if you're up for it, we could meet sooner. Right? Really simple thing. I think sometimes we get so robotic in what we're doing because we're so focused on the outcome that we're not engaging in in the relationship and the listening and the going deeper and making sure that you are focused on them, not what you're going to get out of it, but hopefully what eventually you both are going to bring value to each other. Okay, so you make the phone call, mystery voicemail. Here's the good news. In COVID, you can mystery can we get on a Zoom? Can we get on a Blue Jeans? Hey, are you at a place where we could jump on a video chat real quick? So easy. I just challenged a bunch of my students to do 20 of these, and they have just been knocking it out of the park. What it also tells you is the caliber of agent you're dealing with, right? When you're in COVID and you can get them on the screen, you can see if they're in their pajamas. You can see if they're maybe drowning in kids that need to talk about those types of things. I'm a pro, so that's really good. Um, maybe it's that they're out and about and they're running from listing appointment to listing appointment. You want to engage in why they're still so busy or how they're still so busy and edify that. There's so many opportunities if you can get them on the screen real quick and you don't have to buy lunch and you don't have to drive anywhere. So it's a win-win-win there. Okay. Don't miss Tuesday updates ever. There's this, Josh Sigmund talks and and it's always rung true with me. He says, if you're going to make some small cap promises, you can never break them. Right. We all have to be people of integrity and of honor. And and what happens is we make small cap promises like we're going to keep you really well informed and every Tuesday to a Tuesday update. And then I get on the phone with all my students. You know who you are. And I say, do you do all your Tuesday updates? And every single one of them almost goes, no, not every time. Most of the time it doesn't count. Most of the time is not good enough. So step up, play bigger, make sure your Tuesday updates are on point 100 percent of the time. Then we're into connect, right? So now that we've talked to them, now one little tip for Tuesday updates. On the Tuesday update, if they are not engaging with you, right, you had the first great conversation, you got them on the phone, they're no longer answering your calls and you're partway through a transaction, you realize two Tuesdays in a row, no answer, no response, no live chat. After that, panic buttons need to be going off in your head, right? Like why am I not back engaged with this person? So you have to go back to the mystery again. Hey, Robin, need to talk to you real quick about the listing. They're going to call you. Your pay, Their paycheck is on the other end. So the problem is we give away the farm again. So give away the farm sometimes, pull it back, and be the mystery the other times. Okay, those are two different, two different tactics there. Connect, connect, connect. 
So once you're in and you know they're a listing agent, I add them on all social media. I start liking their posts. I engage with them in other ways. I'm commenting on how cute their kids are, how beautiful their garden is, what a great listing they have. You've got to stay in their face, especially as you're courting the relationship. And courting starts not from the coffee that happened at the end of the transaction. It happens from day one call. So that's my plan around the listing agent, how to connect, all of those things. Um, once they break the ice and they send you a lead, you've got to blow up. You've got to blow up the win. You've got to blow up the lead. So we always send a gift right upon the first lead, and the first lead never goes to my team. This entire time, you guys, I'm not engaging my team on the forefront. They're always behind the scenes. I'm engaging my team to help me behind the scenes, but what the agent sees is Robin Lavasser 100% of the time. They're not sending text messages for me. They're not giving out their cell phone numbers to handle it for me. They're not liking posts. I'm doing all of it so that I am truly trying to get into a relationship with that listing agent, okay? Really, really important. Once the lead comes in and you start working on deals with them, then you can introduce and have them fall in love with your team. The biggest mistake we make is we do one copy, we hand it off to the team, and then we want them to love us but be in a relationship with our team instead of ourselves. It's not how it works, and you are wasting your time if that's how you're approaching the business. Okay, super important. Okay, at the end of the day, that Tuesday update, the whole system I just gave you, it doesn't matter unless you perform at a high level. And I did not say do a perfect loan with a perfect transaction. What I say is communicate, connect, be transparent, be a professional, and make sure that you are loving on them. I'm going to transition, and I'm going to transition into you have a new realtor. You won. You got the new realtor. That listing agent is giving you some business. How do you bring them into your top 40? How do you – well, now they're in the top 40, I should say. How do we get them to top 20, top 10, top 5, right? How do we do that? Tim Duncan is a prime example. Anybody want to grill him and just engage with him? Tim is a is a brilliant realtor that's been so fun to engage in the core, and he and I's relationship has gone a lot like this. I know he can relate to it. So let's talk about the word retention. Retention, if you look it up, says keeping something in one's memory, the action of absorbing and continuing to hold a substance, in this case, a person. We're going to hold a person, right? So the five essentials to being able to do that. One is communication. Checking in every Monday. Ironic. Rick tells us to call 40 realtors every single Monday. Here's the problem with it. People go, I don't know what to say. How do I do that? Well, you know what? I feel like I'm stale on those calls. You know why? Because the only reason that you're really checking in is to see if they need you. That's the only reason. You want them to need you. How about we reverse that and we check in so that we need them? We want to provide to them. We want them to give us a need so that we can fill it because that's how business really works when it's a relationship business. They give you a need and you fill it. So you have to be the one calling them, reaching out. Uh, Every Monday I call Would it be so bad if somebody every Monday called, you gave them a specific issue, problem, joy, celebration, anything, and you helped them celebrate, you helped them solve the problem, you added value back? Isn't that what a relationship actually is? Your parents, who you love dearly, I assume, you probably call them 
probably at least once a week in hopes that you can have continuation of relationship and connection, right? It's the same thing with these realtors. The 40 realtor calls, I did them wrong forever, you guys. Now that I do do them right, excuse me, they aren't hard. They're easy and they're fun. Shocking. So more intention, more fun. Communication. So we're going to do the check-in every single Monday. We're going to make sure that we're talking to them. The next piece, respect. If you don't give tons of honor to that realtor and to what their journey is, and what I mean by that is you might be working with a realtor that wants to do one deal a month, and they're a a 12-deal-a-year realtor, and you're going to give that respect for where they're at right now, one of the big mistakes that all of us core junkies go to is I'm going to coach you up and you should be doing this and you should be doing that and all those things. I've made that mistake. What happens is you're not respecting what they want, what they need in that moment, and then challenging them little by little by little to overcome and get better, to grow alongside them, but to start with where they're at, not where you're at. We're so egotistical. We we tend to want to start where we are instead of where they are and then help them grow. Super big difference, you guys. So making sure that we are literally giving tons of respect. The biggest sign of respect is listening and going deeper, right? Listening and going deeper, like I said in the first segment, not stealing the frame, making sure that you are listening and engaged in what they want. Next piece, attention. Every 21 days, face-to-face no matter what. And the reason is every 21 days, people forget about you. You ever have those friends that you have the best time with ever? You hang out with them. All of a sudden, life kind of changes and it goes a month, two months, three months, four months, five months. You don't see them. You still love them, but you don't see them. And next thing you know, when you think of who to go to dinner with or who to snag a barbecue with or who to play cards with, it's never those friends just because they're so far from your mind. But when you run into them, you're like, yeah, why don't we get together more often? That's the realtor relationship, you guys. We let it go months sometimes without seeing each other. The biggest shift I made for retention is that your top 40, you have to see them every 21 days. My best of the best, it's weekly. It's weekly, at least every 10 days, in, in case they think I'm a little psycho, right, for wanting to see them so often. Tim and I, we meet every single Monday no matter what. Every single Monday. Sometimes it's on the phone. Sometimes it's on Blue Jeans Zoom. The, the, when COVID's over, we meet at a little Mexican restaurant down the street. Every Monday, we add value back to one another. Super important. Also, attention is birthday, anniversary, out of the blue, love, check-ins, touching, making sure that you're also paying attention to what's important in their life, their family, their children. You know, Tim's uh, wife's uh, father-in-law, excuse me, Tim's father-in-law just passed away, Tim's wife's dad. And literally, I sent flowers the very day that he passed away, not in an insecure, let me give you business, but because I love his wife, Michelle, they're incredible people, and they just suffered a terrible loss. In order to do that, you have to be engaged with your top 40. We think just about business, but that's why it's painful, because it's just about business. When you're in a relationship, there's no pain when you're really paying attention. Two pieces, two pieces left. So, so far we've got connection, right? We've got communication with connection. We've got respect, attention. Now we're going to go to love. I have 10 plus agents that we literally say we love you when we hang up the phone. That might be a little much. Rick might be like, what are you saying, Robin? But the truth is men and women, hey, I love you. 
I love you. I love you so much. Like, thank you so much. I adore you. Those statements are made and they're natural. They feel right as if you're talking to a friend. How do you get there? You get there with all the steps above, right? When we get off the phone, when we're leaving each other, everything has to do with really being in a relationship. And the love leads to what never breaks, and that's the trust. Right. Kevin Polakovich has a famous statement on the core stage of trust is earned in drops and lost in buckets. And the truth is, when you've done all the steps above really well and you're truly in a relationship and you love one another, the trust might be lost in a bucket. But man, does that bucket fill back up quickly when you've done your job the right way. Steve Jobs has a quote, you guys, that says, if you are working on something exciting that you really care a lot about, You don't have to be pushed. The vision pulls you. My vision is to be in the best relationship with 40 agents that are committed to growth, that are committed to adding value back to one another, or committed to loving one another, taking care of one another, and celebrating an incredible amount of success with one another. I hope that you do the same. Start with that phase one, join with phase two, and have an incredible business and an incredible life. Thanks for having me today. Check your itineraries, go to break, and I will hopefully see Coronation soon. Can't wait for November. You've been listening to the CORE's Sales Training Bootcamp. For registration information about our two-day business building summits, call 1-800-660-6670 or find us on the web at www.thecoretraining.com.